When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, Nelly, look who's back in the saddle, or at least their respective home studios. That's right. You've been enjoying all the Six Rings and Football Things daily Patriots Camp 2023 pod recaps with myself, but mostly Andy Hart and Mike Cadlick doing a great job bringing you the fresh perspective and analysis right off the field and into your ears. But every now and again, we got to take it back to the studio, catch up on everything else in the wide world of Patriots. That's why we bring you today's very special mailbag and Pat's Paris loaded edition of Six Rings and Football Things. And don't forget, Six Rings and Football Things is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. You got your old pals, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart today. And we're going to start things off with Captain Sunshine and myself, in a mailbag. That's right. We took it to the socials across the wide world of X, which is going to give it to you. We posted. We don't tweet anymore, Andy. Now we've been told we post. I still say tweet, but of course we get we're supposed to get used to saying we post. Put it out. Yeah, I kind of don't want to either. I really don't want to. I just I, I'm used to tweeting. That's what I do. That we tweet. Yeah, you, you're gonna tell me it's not a band aid anymore. Like I'm not supposed to call it a band aid. Like you beat it into our skulls for a certain period of time, we become mm-hmm. used to it, and now you change it. No, I'm not gonna. No. No, nope. I still no. say, yeah, I don't say, oh, make a photocopy. You Xerox it. Thank you very little. Who actually makes photocopies anymore? I don't know. No, uh, terrible example. Fitzgerald yeah, dated. Uh, as yeah, it's not. You know, you lose your intellectual property at a certain point becomes it becomes part of the common vernacular. You jackass. All right. Go back out to the field and give me one of your little lawnmower side podcasts. Uh, we put it to Facebook and everywhere else. And these are the questions that are nagging the Pats Nation peoples. Andy, since you have been there, I've been reading your recaps. I've been checking out WEI.com, of course, following all the great beat writers up there on Media Hill, including your pal Mike Giardi, our guy. Angry. Who's gone, who's, I was going to say, the, the bedartification of Giardi is on. What an interesting little side note that was. Be like, oh, no, it's Felga Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. I'm like, he's just not happy with the receivers. And we will get to that your in people. today's Your Madison. people giving him a hard time for actually saying what he saw in the practice field. They prefer lies. Lies, lies. I know. Like, it just if this is, we're going to get to it. I've got many feelings on it as well. I just thought that the engagement was, uh, shall we say, interesting. Yeah. All I right. Like other people get into uh, Twitter beefs, not me. It's fun to watch from afar. Usually it's me fighting with people. And I was like, hey, this is kind of fun sitting back and watching somebody <laughs> else do it. You, you, in fact, actually got your popcorn ready, not your Chick-fil-A, because I heard last week you were deprived of that. By the way, real quick, last week, I, I know you're still mad about it. Uh, I heard about it on the air, Gresh and Fourier. Just so everyone knows, every day the Patriots, when you're covering the games, um, I'm traversing between the fans, talking to them in the Media Hill. Andy and many others are entrenched over on Media Hill making their notes for uh, practice and beyond. And then the Patriots are kind enough up in the media relations rooms and the press boxes to serve lunch. If it's actually uh, the Aramark Stadium-sponsored food, you usually get some grilled chicken, steak tips, whatever. And it's quite tasty. Sometimes they'll treat you to like, Papaginos, little Bertucci's, or Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is a very special day. I have to say, the fact that the Patriots now need to put out a please only take one sandwich type yeah. of thing, the fact that people were grabbing two and three, tucking them away 
so that by the time some other media members that are doing live hits, podcasts, and whatever else can't actually get their snack on, can't get just a nice little spicy chicken sandwich, shame on them, shame. And there's almost no one in that core, maybe other than Giardi, who's a bit of a twig, that needs multiple Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Let's be honest. I mean, one is enough. Move along. Enjoy the flavor. You've had it. it your day Thank is you very much. much. Like Exactly. Exactly. All right, here we go. These are the questions uh, from the socials of Pat's Nation right now. With our opinions, your camp knowledge, and more, we begin. Scott Duquette, coming to you from the Book of Face, says, Hey, guys, how has the pre-snap offense looked so far in camp? Andy, I've noticed I was only there for but one practice so far. Back tomorrow, you've been there every day. Pre-snap action is something that I believe, if I'm not mistaken, has been a point of emphasis thus far. We see Mac actually back in control, not being told to not change the not change the play at the line so they could, quote, get it on tape because, oh, gee whiz, they were only sort of learning how to call games last year. Now Bill O'Brien's giving him control, lots of motion, audibles, and so much more. Uh, what have you seen and how do you like it? Uh, I love it. Uh, I've seen a lot of it. I think you're going to be very happy fans uh, in the preseason and certainly the regular season to see uh, many different formations, many different personnel groups, many different motions, pre-snap motions, motions at and after the snap, you are going to see um, an experienced, knowledgeable coordinator who brings modern offense, college offense, pro offense together for whatever this uh, amalgamation, Patriots offense, Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, Bill O'Brien is in the year 2023. Mac has the ability to change things at the line, signal different things. We've talked about it even the spring where he stand when he's not in, he's even like practicing his calls behind Zappy or, or um, Trace McSorley. It's just a total different beast. It's a modern beast. And I think it's what they need to do with their talent is like scheme things up, get motions, get mismatches, do different things. Cause you can't just line up and say, my guy better than your guy. We're going to win. No, some of it is the scheme, and we've talked about this. It should play to Mac's strengths. He wins with his head. For example, the other day, they mm -hmm. were in the gun, and they had offset to his right. He was in the gun, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, and you could almost see, like, holy crap, light bulb went on for Mac. We got exactly what we want here. He gave a little behind his butt, like I would do when I fart to wave the stank away, but he was telling Ramondre Stevenson to motion, and... Boom, they got the matchup they wanted. They got a little block on the inside out of the slot. Mm -hmm. And Andre Stevenson caught an easy swing pass for an easy touchdown. Right. I think the Patriots at times are going to make it look simple, make it look easy, thanks to Bill O'Brien this year, as opposed to a year ago where they made it look hard. We've been saying ever since they brought him back in January of 2023 that the most per important person in Foxborough, let alone in the Patriots, maybe even in all of Boston sports, this season, at least the most intriguing, is Bill O'Brien. And the importance has shown already through the first week of Pat's camp. I remember reading the other day, uh, Mike Cadlick said, this offense will be unrecognizable versus last year's offense. And Giardi pointed out that the Patriots have been doing a lot more of sideline to sideline work with the passing game, and that was not necessarily a bad thing. Mac Jones being allowed to change into whatever he wants, getting the matchups that he wants, and just taking what's given to him as opposed to just, ah, oh, they told me to throw it downfield or they told me to do this or they told me to do that. This is good. This is These are all positives thus far. And I just like hearing that it looks, ready for this, professional. 
Ooh, I like that it looks sounding pro- that it's professional looking, that it's organized, and no, and just the idea that people keep saying it's not going to be a mess. It's going to be. It's going to look so different because it's going to be tidy. Fine. I mean, I can't believe that we've lowered our standards or come to have to need to hear that. But again, we're trying to stay as pat's positive as possible. We're still in the mostly optimistic season, although a few warts have revealed themselves thus far. Reality will eventually come to pass. Let's stay pat's positive. A question on Twitter from our old pal, Classy Claire. Belated happy birthday to our mm. favorite British Pats pal. Do you think, and of course it's a tight end question, do you think the Pats will have three tight ends on the roster? And if so, whom? I have a follow-up to your answer, Andy. Uh, I do think they will have three tight ends. We have seen multiple uh, instances of 13 personnel, three tight ends on the field with one receiver, one running back, whatever. Even out of spread sets, not a lot of times you think 13 personnel, you're running the ball. It's like a jumbo package. They've mm-hmm. done basically a spread set out of 13 personnel. Sokol has been sort of the clear and obvious third tight end um, after, obviously, Hunter Henry might be the best player in camp so far for the offensive side of the ball. And then you have Gasicki, who's the number two tight end and probably not living up to the hype at this point in camp, but still mm. locked into that role. And then I think Sokol... Uh, is probably the third guy that gets that that job. But yes, I do think they will have three tight ends. Uh, I imagine that Sokol will probably beat out Ferkser or Lumpkin for said third tight end job. I hate Lumpkin, by the way. Number 65 Why? confuses me all the time because I, I in my head I see 65 end of the line and I'm like, oh, who's that at tackle? Oh, that's not the tackle. That's the tight. Oh, is this a, is this a unbalanced? No, no, that's just the, they shouldn't have tight ends that are 65, Bill. Screw you. Yeah, but you know, everyone can now wear all these different numbers. and Yeah, but he can't. If he's going to be a real tight end, he has to have an eligible pass-catching number. He's not a tackle. Don't stop screwing my eyeballs and my brain, Bill. I have enough trouble as it is. Wow. Triggered already, and we're just nine minutes into the pod. Holy yeah. smokes. A week that, into camp. That rage right. was brought to you by C4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ringing endorsement for your pals over there at the Performance Enhancement Institute of C4, who we enjoy very much. They have gotten me home on one and many a late night drive from the studio as well. I, I too, think they will keep three tight ends as well. I think it's Sokol's job to lose at this point. He's got more familiarity than Ferkser or Lumpkin. Lumpkin is just a blocker, not much of a catcher. Uh, I do want to follow up with uh, Hunter Henry looks to have had a solid camp thus far. You said Gesicki's been a little bit of a milk carton guy. And Hunter Henry seems energized, looks yep. fitter than he has ever since yep. he's come. To, what's the story there? What's the deal with why do you Good think Hunter season, Henry lost weight, is lighter, says he feels better, and has easily been the most consistent offensive player in the red zone? Because as most people know, if they've been listening to the Six Rings pods, the first few days of practice were all red zone passing. Um, and Henry was the go-to guy. Henry was mm-hmm. Max guy, just like he was two years ago. There was the weird slow start last year. And, you know, we, we've told that story enough times. Yeah, yeah no, Hunter happy. Henry seems happy, seems light afoot, like kind of bouncing around out there. Mm-hmm. Um, even to the point as they've expanded into more regular offense, middle of the field, some, you know, run after the catch stuff that, okay, it's not full speed. It's not full contact. But, um, no, if I... If I were a betting man on FanDuel, I would go find the numbers for mm-hmm. Hunter Henry for the season props. And depending on what they are, I think I'm I'm a buyer. I'm an upside guy because he looks really good and he looks like Mac wants to go to him early and often. Love that. Good to hear. All right. 
Next up, regular listener Stephen Tower on the pod. Hey, Andy, is the fullback position really back for the Pats? Talk about a wheelhouse question in Isle Jumbo. So, uh, Jelani Tavai, first day of full pads practice. They finish mm -hmm. as they used to always do. They've brought it back. Goal line segment, 11 versus 11. Let's go. Strap them on. Yeah. Not full contact because Bill actually warned them before the drill to be like, okay, let's take care of each other, not to kill each other. Easy. We've already sent seven guys to the med tent today. Um, Jelani Tavai, if we're being honest, was not great at it. Um, <laughs> they, scored a, they scored a touchdown on the first play. Kevin Harris banging it in. I thought Tavai was a little um, hesitant. It's funny because on the Gresham Fourier show on WEEI, he said, you know, it's the hammer of the nail and I just got to be the hammer. If he was mm -hmm. a hammer, you know, those little hammers that come in the kids toy woodworking sets, like with yep. a little light hand. He was one of those types of hammers. He needs to get the five pound sledge and start bashing people. So I think he'll grow into it. But um, I mean, if it's him, though, could they possibly work someone else out at the position? Maybe sure. they just gave him first crack. Sure. And they've done it different ways. We talked about this in the media tent. The old days, they used defensive linemen. Richard Seymour, he got hurt at it. Dan Klecko, he got hurt at it. So maybe they decided that was a bad idea to use defensive linemen in the room. Uh, yeah, then they used linebackers like Landon Roberts in 2019. Right. And Landon Roberts sucked at it initially, too. At first. It's not easy. It's not mm -mm. easy. So people like to, oh, he's just fullback. Just, just run at that guy and hit him with your head. Yeah. A, easier said than done. B, Sometimes easier said than getting your body to do it when, you know, throw your head into that dude at 50 miles an hour. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, with hit with 300 pounds of you versus 300 pounds of him. No, thanks. Yeah. By the way, am I not? If, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Let's see if we can dip into old oh, Uncle will. Fitzy's memory bag. Uh, yeah, I know you live to do it. I got it. Yeah, you can't you can't quote tweet me right now because you're too busy reporting a podcast with me. Um, Danny Shelton was used at fullback a couple of times. I the, believe he was big old athletic nose tackle who was freaky athletic for his size so super athletic yeah we'll see if Jelani Tavai uh holds on to the role evolves in the role because they don't have a fullback and mm -hmm. a lot of teams don't you know this is always one of those things how many teams have a fullback on the roster it's a dying position blah 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 and then mm -hmm. we look back and the Patriots won a Super Bowl because of James Devlin and others, but he was integral for sure. And that one of the more underrated, unheralded players, as everyone gave all of the flowers to Sony Michelle for the 2018 postseason run. Yeah, that's because James Devlin was on a heater and blasting holes open behind the healthiest, most motivated Trent Brown possible. They also literally told Sony, "See that 46 in front of you? Follow it, tailgate it, run right up. Follow that ass. ass. Follow yes. that ass. You could have and done also the job." Joe Tooney was Joe Tooney was kicking ass like that line was tremendous, tremendous line. Ah, uh, let's see. Here we go. At J Noodles, 1992. Has <laughs> there been uh, <laughs> noodles? Has, oh, good old noodles. Has there been any improvement in Bourne, Cunningham and Butte thus far in camp? Um, not really. They've been very quiet. Um, mm. Booty, Butte, Butte. Mm -hmm. Booty Call has heard um, any, anything yet? unremarkable, very unremarkable. Had one really nice sideline catch where he was out of bounds, but it was a nice diving catch that I give him yeah. credit for. Okay. Um, just hasn't done a lot. Go back and listen to the Six Rings pods. I'll tell a story about how he, um, the competitor is questionable in him as he uh, kind of hid to avoid a drill that gave him trouble the day before, which I didn't like. Um, yeah. Cunningham, obviously, is a developmental guy. And all these guys have been, Obvious line of demarcation, second tier with Demario Douglas working mm -hmm. with the first unit and the higher end guys. Um, and Kendrick Bourne 
This is two years in a row where he's had really quiet summers. Now, last year, there was all the issues with Matt Patricia late to a meeting, mm-hmm. fights, mm-hmm. dog houses, all of that. And he's been asked about not seeing the ball a lot. And he's saying all the right things. Happy team player. Got to be ready when your time comes. Could be first down. Could be third down. Could be any down. I'm going to be ready. And to be fair, he smoked Marcus Jones on a play either yesterday or the day before. Got behind the defense. Deep ball. Longest throw of the year for Mac Jones. And he overthrew him. It could have been one of those like, wow, exciting crowd erupts moments. And unfortunately, it was overthrown. I do wonder, and I said Mm -hmm. this to you. I do wonder if in bulking up, he may have lost a quarter of a step or a half a step in his quickness. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, we will. And if maybe he tries to slim it down a little bit and gain that extra step required. No receiver position, I would dare say. Not a single receiver's position, to me, is guaranteed on this team right now, save for Juju Smith-Schuster. If Devontae Parker or Kendrick Bourne or Tyquan Thornton or anyone, I would say DeMario, I would say... In order of safety right now, it's probably Juju, DeMario Douglas, and then it's anyone else's game. To that question, I'll follow up, Andy, with Larry Motter's question. Does Ed Lee have any shot of breaking in as a receiver or a returner coming from a small school? Editor's note, I've read that he's actually had a positive impact. Doug Kide, now of the Herald, who's doing an excellent job. Doug said his prediction for the camp crush, who would sadly probably not make the team, was Ed Lee. Because he catches everything thrown at him. Good energy guy. But for some reason, the diminutive University of Rhode Island product likely will be that guy where it's like, I love Brian Timms. Damn it. He didn't make the team. Yeah, I think Ed Lee, it would stun me if he made the roster. It will also stun me, maybe a lesser stun, that if he's not around. In this day and age of whatever it is, 16 practice squatters and guys and bodies and mm-hmm. you need, like he's had a nice camp. He has done more to stand out than Boutte or Cunningham, or some of Mm -hmm. those guys. So, And they don't have much depth. We know they're thin at receiver. It's why Douglas is getting sort of elevated in his projections and hype. So Ed Lee, I think, has has had a nice summer, and it would not surprise me if he sticks around in some form or fashion. Yeah, it'd be great if he makes the team. I mean, it's it, it would he be one of those he's classic feel-good stories. He's, he's not going to make the team. He's not making the team. Don't set yourself up for disappointment. I'm right. I'm be not going to. The, be happy if he makes the practice squad. And then he's the next Trey Nixon, where it's like, oh, this guy's the story of camp. How come he's not doing anything in the real games? You know who that's hurtful for? The current Trey Nixon, who's still around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Ah, uh, Here we go. Tim Courtois, do you have any early predictions? <laughs> That's a uh, courtesy en Francais. So I, I understand why the, the word caught you off guard. Andy. You say it with more of a harsh English um, style. Tim Courtois. Would it be Tim Courtois. <laughs> do you have any early predictions? Which undrafted free agent will make the team to keep the streak alive? This would be 20 years. If, if an UDFA makes the team, it would be 20 years of an UDFA making the team the initial 53. I think all preseason long, we've said our pick would be Malik Cunningham, but thus we have not heard him stand out or do anything thus far. Are you off? A little bit. (laughs) No. Um, I'm trying to see who the uh, undrafted rookies are. You want to uh, refresh my memory? Uh, Who else? Uh, Lumpkin. Uh, mm. there's a, a linebacker, uh, there's a linebacker out of, uh, someplace Southwest, you know, where state who's he, what's it's, what's his face, Johnny, that guy. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's actually made some special teams plays. 
Oh, the Ace Ace yeah. Highland or whatever he league. I don't know. They have a boat buttload of special teamers, so that makes that. There's a couple of those guys that are trying to go down the um, um, schooler road with you know working with right. Slater all the time and off mm-hmm. to the side. I just don't know how many of those guys you can keep. I mean, they've got enough special teamers. They paid them all enough money to begin with. <clears throat> you need somebody who's actually going to have impact. I mean, I, uh, Amir Speed and Isaiah Bolden were drafted, so they yeah. wouldn't count. It's kind of. I mean, they also gave Malik Cunningham the most money they have ever given an undrafted free agent, like almost $200,000 guaranteed. That's some nice, that's some nice change. Given that's that to D hop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sorry. Side note. Is it becoming painfully more uh, obvious slightly? So, or have we washed our minds of it that they whiffed and that was a mistake to not sign him? I feel like it's becoming painfully obvious that it was a whiff. Didn't cost that much money. He's like openly touting how he's practicing and making catches in Tennessee. And we're talking about, as Mike Giardi puts it, the Patriots wide receivers are stink, stank, stunk. Oof. Oof. I'll I'll never understand that. Oh, we've got enough. God. Is Bloom Belichick or is Belichick Bloom these days? Uh, Uh, Bloom wants to be Belichick, but he can't hold his jock. Bella stink, Bella stank, Bella stunk. There you go, Mike. Six rings. How many's Bloom got? HT Mike Giardi. Bloom's Uh, boat is called sinking fast. Wow. All right. Jeez. Now he's fired up. And this is you in air conditioning, no less. That's true. All right. At Alex Lacoste, 12-22. What player who wasn't expected to make the team will because of a surprisingly great camp? Who's having one of those? Hey, that guy's starting to pop. Hey, this guy's well, making a difference. I mean, we have to acknowledge that converted defensive lineman Bill Murray has been working with the starters in Michael Onwenu's slot the entire camp. I mean, at some point, you can say Bill Murray, you can make jokes, oh, the comedian, oh, the this, nobody works harder, offseason winner, whatever. Mm-hmm. The more reps he takes with the ones, don't we have to say, dude's in line for a possible roster spot. Doesn't matter how many guys they've drafted over the last two years or if you like, City Sow or Chasen Hines or whatever mm-hmm. the name may be, Stuber. Bill Stuba. Murray's with Bill. See, David Andrews is right here. Bill mm-hmm. Murray's right here. So the longer. And how's he look? Does here. he look the part? I mean, this is a converted defensive yes. lineman from William and Mary. His, if I'm not mistaken, his defensive coordinator in college was Vincent Brown, the undertaker. I don't know. I loved Vincent Brown back in the day. Yeah. Old 59 had triceps on top of triceps. Oh I was like, God. you know, you're only supposed triceps. How many do you have? Who had more? Who had, who had more? Oh, Vincent Brown had, it was definitely Vincent Brown. It was like Slade and Brown were just like all muscle, just giant oh, yeah. muscles in well, jerseys. Vincent Brown. He had like, if you remember, he had like a muscle between his eyes that you're like, Jesus, that no one has a muscle there. What the hell is that thing? <laughs> had to make room for more traps. Good <laughs> Lord. Uh, all right. Bill Murray is Andy's pick for the surprise guy. I mean, Going into camp, a six-rounder making the team and yeah. a six-rounder having a positive impact, I'll go Pop Douglas because DeMario has, thank God, at least one of the six-round receivers or the late-round flyers has, has flashed, popped. popped, and stood out. Exactly. Yeah. And I love, I just, I've missed the quick twitch, get open in a phone booth, you know, get open, you know, can win a fight in a Italian sports car type of movement that we would see from a slot receiver. They have needed it desperately. They've never given Mac a true that guy. We haven't seen it since 2019 Edelman before basically the entire left side of his body fell apart and he dragged it into 2020 and had one awesome game in Seattle. Damn it. I still wish they won that game. Cam, why did they run power left? Uh, Anyway, DeMario Douglas gets my pick. Jen Stewart wants to know, hey guys, 
How's Christian Gonzalez looking so far at camp worth the pick? I think we all know the answer to that. Tremendous, smooth, yep. mm -hmm. laid back, like quiet confidence, but it's their confidence bubbling under the surface. Mm -hmm. Everything I've seen through a week of training camp has me more, not less confident that he was the right pick. He's the right guy. He's a number one corner. The only thing I keep doing is trying to uh, minimize the Sauce Gardner comparisons and expectations. Like, Let that's him not be fair. his own man. Let him be and, his own and man. And he was the 17th pick in the draft. draft. Sauce Gardner went four, five, four? Four. Okay. So, so that should be the fair compare. Middle of the first round compared to top five pick. So if there's a diff, excuse me, a difference or a slower curve or development, but I am all in that the number one corner of the New England Patriots for now and for the mm -hmm. future is Christian Gonzalez. And oh, for sure. Side note, discussion mm -hmm. I heard among my son's friends. Well, Apparently yeah. they think he is like the best looking Patriot. A stud. He's a handsome dude. No, no, no doubt. He's a very handsome. He's a very handsome man. I will say that thus far, the raves for a cornerback play. And again, we haven't even had our first pretend season football game. We haven't even gotten to the hard seltzer of fake football. But I will say that the reviews for Gonzalez and Pittsburgh's uh, Joey Porter Jr. have been excellent. Devin Witherspoon, have you heard anything about him from him? He went fifth overall to the Seahawks. But he was uh, late. He was late arrival to camp, signed his contract and, late. And late covering uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who, by the way, has well, been cooking. But that could be a case where he could be the best corner in football and still not cover his own teammate. They, they're they trying to replicate the, mm -hmm. the Jets doing the Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, and that may work. Yet. That's pretty that's pretty awesome for them, by the way. That's why I think the Seahawks are not going to be one of those made the playoffs one year and surprise the next year they suck teams. I think the Seahawks, Seahawks will be a sneaky wild card competitor in the NFC this year. I mean, it's all it's about just, Gino. Does Gino write back? Does Gene does stole the words right out of my mouth? Does Gino write back this season? Uh Smith and Jigba, by the way, for what it's worth, looks awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. I think I've been wrong on him. I didn't I didn't yeah. love him as much as everybody else. And I'm like, oh yeah. Dude. When all these other receivers in the NFL, like Olave and Wilson, who are ballers and put up thousand yard plus rookie seasons, say, Oh, he's way better than both of us. He's he's the best receiver in that room. Yeah, yeah except they also now are saying that Harrison is, is better. better than all of them. <laughs> all right, that we need to start putting in the water at Ohio State. And can we get some at Gillette? No kidding. Uh at Moneybag69691, Andy Hart fan, classic Fitzy Troll. We love it. Which has a better chance of happening? Tyquan Thornton with a Hall of Fame career or Mac Jones winning the 2025 XFL MVP award? See, this is the way he set it up, and I love the way he set it up. It's mm -hmm. Mac winning the XFL MVP yeah, because Tyquan Thornton. Zero chance. Tyquan <laughs> Thornton, I'm telling you right now, this is now I got into a whole hullabaloo rhubarb just by seeing that footage of so George Pickens makes a highlight catch in camp against Joey Porter Jr. Porter. And, Next stop, Porter. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I already said I liked Pickens in college. I know he's coming off the ACL. I like his size, his toughness, his compete. They obviously wanted to go with the speed. They took someone who was slight of frame. Thornton has had a hard time, A, staying healthy, and B, making impact plays. We haven't heard much from him in camp thus far. And so just by saying Pickens sort of looked to be the part of the kind of receiver that they really needed, some are some some in Pat's nation are trying to say, oh, you know, he's just a slightly taller Nikhil Harry. Like I never saw Nikhil Harry making the kinds of plays last year or in this camp. No, don't comfort yourself with comps to failures like that. Sometimes 
you get it right. And unfortunately, the Patriots seem to have gotten more wide receiver draft picks wrong than right over the course of Bill Belichick's time. Tyquan Thornton, it would not surprise me. I would be just as surprised if he has a huge first week one as I would. I'd actually be more surprised if he has an impactful first half of the season than if he ends up starting on the shelf, starting slow, or just not being mentioned more than just like, hey, what the hell happened to Thornton? Yeah, I think uh, the comparison, the, the the arrival and bust nature of Nikhil Harry is helping people pause their bust calls on Tyquan Thornton because uh-huh. I thought Tyquan Thornton was pretty competitive last summer. Since yep. then, he's been an utter disappointment. But he is in the final puzzle on Wheel of Fortune, and he's looking at the board, and it says, B U blank T. And he's like, huh, what could this be? B U blank. Oh, bust. Oh, sad face. He's going down that road. I'm sorry. And his legs, we all fixated on his damn wrists because of the. I heard you mention on the Six Rings Daily that he's like, even his legs look like twiggly. Toothpicks. And he he did himself a disservice by standing next to Juju Smith Schuster, has pretty nice quads, like pretty thick, developed NFL professional football legs. And it was alarming to see up close in that setting what his legs look like. And I'm sorry, that's the that's the foundation upon which everything is. And I know he's, the other thing is, the next time, at least I saw Kendrick Bourne blow by somebody, Mac overthrew him, but he blew by somebody. He was deep. I ain't seen Tyquan Thornton do that. Like, he, spoke, he and Pierre Strong are supposed to be the fastest guys they drafted. Oh, you need mm-hmm. speed, you draft fast mm-hmm. players. I don't see it playing out on a football field yet. No, I know. And you've been all over the Kevin Harris hype train, who's become your new Love James him. Robinson. You love that guy as well. Looks like he's been getting some meaningful carries. Uh, as Ramondre Stevenson has done some side field work, I think it's likely not just training, but load management. Uh, by the way, this as we record the podcast today, our pal Mike Cadlick, WEI.com Patriots beat writer, Tyquan Thornton is no longer at Patriots practice. Made his way to the conditioning field with Trent Brown, Matthew Judon, and Ramondre Stevenson. Not great, Bob. Infuriating. Not, not Great. Oh, and this morning I read uh, Cynthia Freeland, who does a nice job over at NFL.com with her prognostications, analytics, and more. She crunched the numbers. She computed five wide receivers ready to make the year two jump, Andy. You want to hear them? Sure. Here we go. This will be our last bit coming out of the mailbag before we get to Pat's Paris. John Mechie of the Houston Texans. Uh, of course, he was out last season. Uh, good for him. Uh, coming back from leukemia, thoughts and prayers with him that he stays healthy for a, hell, a good career. Drake London with the Atlanta Falcons. Christian Watson in Green Bay. We saw him flash at times last year, Andy. Spoiler We've also right. got Jahan Dotson, Giardi's boy in Washington, who also made some plays in the six-point house last season. And ready? That's right. George Pickens. Oh, no George Pickens, I'm buying because George Pickens is in a battle with the world. He thinks he's the best receiver yes. in the world. He's yep. celebrate. He should celebrate the catch he made in practice against Porter, but like throwing the ball at him and then like all his teammates jumping on him. I mean, it is practice. Like settle yeah. down, settle bro. down. Yeah, take it. Settle down, Beavis. His his attitude is like he's got something to prove. He's got some dog in him right now. I love. Uh, where's the dog at this camp? Where is the dog at camp? Trent Brown. Oh, like, you meant good dog, not bad dog. Come on. What's yeah. going on? No, Sorry. not you. Just in general. Where is that? Does it's anyone have any dog there. in them at this campaign? Honestly, does Mario anyone Douglas, have dog? Kevin Harris, dog. 
Much of the defense, dog. They, Ma Marte they, Mapu, dog. We'll see, but yes, has some dog to him. Free safety, slot, linebacker, like he's lining up. at This guy, you call him like the ultimate rookie tryhard. I love it. They need more of that. We'll see if it works. We will see indeed. That is your Patriots mailbag after the first week of camp 2023. Thank you guys for the questions. And of course, thank you to our friends. Wait, you skipped one. What? Um, What's more likely to happen? I'm, I'm, um, I'm kind of going from memory here. Fitzy's dated reference will be funny or Bill Belichick will draft and develop a wide receiver. Once again, we thank our friends at FanDuel for sponsoring <laughs> the podcast and, of course, enabling Andy to feed his family with his atrocious takes and terrible attitude. Once again, it is FanDuel, six rings and football things presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more FanDuel. The FanDuel Sportsbook available in the Android, the App Store, and, of course, FanDuel Sportsbook.com.